How's that sounding? That sounds good. I want to start with my suite right now. Oh, okay. Hit it. I don't have to wear my sling anymore. I sound what? really loud, actually. Okay. You want me to turn? Turn down? my headphones down, at least. What are my headphones on? In between a four and a five. Okay. Yeah, that sounds better. Um, I don't have to wear my sling anymore as of yesterday. Okay. So what did the PT person tell you? My orthopedic surgeon. Oh, sorry. The surgeon. Yeah. He told me that... Everything is healed, so I don't have to worry about, like, busting up any of the surgery repairs that they did. Cool. And that I can just wear my sling um, as needed. So, like, I slept in it last night. Mm -hmm. I'll probably maybe put it on again soon. Does this mean you can pick up anything, like, willy-nilly? Or is there, like, a weight no. limit? Or, like, what are we talking about? nothing here? heavier than a cup of coffee. Still? But I've been picking up my iPad, my computer, that's heavier than a cup of coffee. Right now, I'm still working on all my range of motion stuff, and we'll start adding strength later, but anyway. Okay. This is Be Creatful, a podcast about finding fullness through creativity. I'm Joe, And I'm Madison. And today on episode 85... We're talking about important versus urgent. And we decided to talk about this topic because of your shoulder again. Your shoulder is just spawning all of these interesting <laughs> it podcast has kind topics. Of taken over, hasn't it? Well, I mean, it's taken sorry, over. Sorry, I just got distracted by some smudges on our window. It looks like someone took their face and like smushed it up against our window, like a forehead oh, and eyes. And oh, a mouth. I see it. Oh my goodness. That's creepy. We just had a parade come through downtown mm -hmm. and I'll bet you there are some people who were just wanting to get a closer mm -hmm. look at our gallery wall. Probably. It's just <laughs> creepy though. Okay. Um, yeah. How did my shoulder spawn it? Because so we were talking about your physical therapy and how, like why people go to physical therapy and basically work out or work these muscles and the difference between that and, say, people going to the gym regularly. Mm. And you said, well, it's because going to PT is urgent because, you know, you want to get better. And if you don't work your muscle. Oh, I remember what we were saying. I was like, why am I so committed that, to mm -hmm. doing my PT twice a day? And it takes me, you know, an hour but then I'll like him and haw around about working out for 30 minutes on a regular basis, even though I enjoy working out. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's because with my PT, I have to do it. Like if I want to get better, I have to do it. And if you don't, there's going to be immediate consequences that start right. now and will last. Well, and debilitating, like I won't be able to, you know lift fabric above my head if I don't do my exercises. Even though we know it's true when we work out somewhat regularly, it has benefits to your daily life too. Oh, yes. It's just that it's important, but it's not urgent. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, I could work out tomorrow and still reap some of the benefits. Mm -hmm. But then we keep putting it off tomorrow and tomorrow uh -huh. and tomorrow. Right. So we don't take care of it. Right. It makes me think about how people go to the dentist. I'm one of those people that I go regularly every six months. And I've had, I've encountered people who are like, oh, why do you go so often? And I'm like, because I don't want to go 
only when you need it. Mm -hmm. Because if you need to go to the dentist, it's not just a cleaning. It's a, you have to have some sort of procedure done. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's no bueno. I specifically, when it comes to things like healthcare, money pays, plays so much into the conversation of you can't always do the important things. You can't always afford to do things just because they're important and you only make them a priority when they're urgent Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's not in your, in the budget because other things are urgent that, you know, take precedent. But just like now I've met my, um, deductible. deductible. So I'm like, I need to get in everything else this year while I've met my max out of pocket and I won't have, it'll be free. Yeah. But I need to actually, I have not scheduled anything, but it's important, but it's not urgent. Well, but it kind of is. It's urgent. Yeah. It's just so funny how human brains work where we think we know in the long run that this is important, whether it be our health or our mental health or whatever, but we just keep putting it off until we have to work on it. Yeah. Like that's how a lot of people treat therapy. They often think, oh, well, I'm not like crazy or I'm not really that bad off. And it's only when they've tried everything else and it doesn't work. And so you have to like, you hit rock bottom as of sorts. Or you have, like, I don't go to therapy even though I know I could benefit, but also... Okay, I'm not saying this to devalue myself. Sure. I'm just me living on my own too. I can deal with my, with like the things that make me, that I would work out in therapy, whatever. If someone else was living in my house with me, that Mm -hmm. would maybe make it more urgent because I would need to work on myself so that I could be better in relationship for them. I mean, and you could say the same thing about your physical body. Well, I just live by myself. I know how to get around my house and do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Why do I need to bother lifting heavy weights? Why is that important? Yeah. Well, even if you're just on your own, it's better for you overall to be working out and doing, doing the good things. Mm -hmm. Um, Rats. Sorry, that's going to be a long pause of me forgetting what I was going to say. Are you a procrastinator? Sometimes. Have we talked about procrastination yet? Maybe we have. I feel like we, surely we have because I'm very much a procrastinator. I don't know that it's been the topic of a conversation, but I think a lot of things fall into this immediate and urgent category because we've procrastinated them. Like something that was important. Mm-hmm. And we know it needs to be done, but then we procrastinate doing it. And so then it becomes urgent. Can I back up a little bit and just define urgent and important? Yeah. Um, Because I think people oftentimes confuse the two. Um, Something Confuse them or use them as synonyms? I guess use them as synonyms. Or like their meanings are kind of wrapped up in each other. Something that is urgent is important, but something that is... Oh, it's like the rectangle and square sort of thing. But something that is important is not always urgent. So um, something that's important is has great value or has profound effect on success, survival or well-being. And something that is urgent needs immediate action or attention. So those are some basic definitions. Now we're going to continue talking about them. And we'll be able to expound right. upon Something that. Something can be important, but if there's no time constraints on it, it's not urgent. Exactly. And so I th- 
that's why there's a lot of things in our lives that we're like, I know I should do fill in the blank. I should be doing this. It would be good if. But, but so we recognize that those things are important and would add value to our life. But because there's not a level of urgency or anything to tether that important thing into time wise for Mm -hmm. us, then that is why we end up not doing them. Maybe there's a scale to this of like what, we deem to be urgent and important, like a scale of time. Cause like, if you think about what's urgent within a week, it's different than what's urgent in a year or what's urgent in your lifetime. Right. Um, because I, maybe, I don't know if you can talk about what's urgent in a lifetime. That feels like too big of, well, I mean, a the, life like urgency means a limited amount of time. Like it's which is time what sensitive we have, to happen now, which is what we have on earth. We only have a limited amount of time. Our brains, okay, I don't think our brains, though, that means every day is urgent. Every day is, I think that would make our brains combust. That's why we end up in the situation that we're talking about. But I don't think it does. I think it helps to motivate us to do the things that are really important. If we realize that we have... But you just said important. Yeah. The things that are important, but we're talking about the things that are urgent. But if you have a limited amount of time on this earth and there's these things that you want to do, you know, you only have a limited amount of time. So you need to get to do them. You need to get started on them. You can't keep waiting and waiting and waiting. Okay. I feel like I need to clarify what I was trying to say then. Yeah. Yes. Everything is important. We've already said that. Not everything isn't important. (laughs) You have whatever is important to you. However, not everything can be urgent. Well, that's what I'm saying about scale. What's different or what's urgent within a day or within a week will differ. So like, you know, you need to drink water every day. That's well, and I know it gets a little dicey, but I really do believe that that we need to live our lives with some urgency. And I think a lot of people don't recognize or don't think about the fact that we have such limited amount of time and only a limited amount of time to get done what we want to get done. So there has to be some level of urgency to pursue that which we want to pursue. Okay. Okay. I'm just struggling to read the definition of urgent again. Okay. Um, Immediate action or attention. Okay. Immediate action. So, I hear what you're saying about like the things, the way you would prioritize. So let's quit saying important Mm -hmm. and emergent. The things you would prioritize in a day are different than the things you would prioritize in a year. Mm -hmm. And that's different than the things you would prioritize in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. But because that definition is what again? Immediate action or attention. You cannot give immediate action when you've zoomed out so far to look at your lifetime. I think the fact that you're zooming out and looking at so much time takes away the ability to do anything immediate because you've zoomed out. Well, when, it, when we're talking about doing something, whether it's figuring, whether it's pursuing a job, a dream, a creation, it doesn't all happen at once. It takes small steps. Mm-hmm. So if there is something that you want to pursue, you should start pursuing it now. Instead of waiting. Right. It, you should, I think that comes down to prioritizing things. But 
not everything. Okay, let me use an example. Mm -hmm. So we have all kinds of things that need to get done for work, right? But we only can do so much Mm -hmm. in a day. A lot of times we will have something that's not even important. (laughs) It was never on our to-do list. But someone walks into our studio and needs something right now. Now we've added something urgent because now there's a time constraint. Mm-hmm. It's time sensitive now. And so we we're having to immediately address something that is urgent, even though it's not important to us or it's not a priority. Or I would argue it's become an important to us right, because it, it has wasn't that limitation. on our radar. Sure. It wasn't we one of the know. things that we had put out. So we can only handle those things like on, we can only deal with those things as they come to us. Mm-hmm. So if you Think about like when I was redesigning the website or right now I've been redesigning the logo. Well, that has taken a back burner because I had shoulder surgery. I have had blah, blah, blah. So that is important to me, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it can't be urgent right now. I can't even chip away at that slowly right now because there's too many other things that are more time sensitive than working on McDo's logo that have to get done. Like, getting September classes on the website, (laughs) Um, getting ready for our fundraiser that's happening October 18th. This is, we're about to go into giving season. And so you can't always hold everything that you want to do in front of you. I would, but that's where the scale comes in that like, yes, those things that you're talking about, it's the scale of like a month or a week but those things that you, those i guess those bigger goals that you want to get to if you do not hold them in urgency you will not get to them because you will keep putting them off and i guess i would say if you don't prioritize them but it has nothing to do with urgency but well are we arguing over semantics perhaps we are <laughs> because ur- because urgency has that time constraint to it The house is burning down. It is urgent that you do something about it. Well, if you are struggling in your mental health, it's going, it's urgent, but you may only deem it as important. And so you just let it go. Or perhaps it's urgent and you don't deem it important. It needs to be taken care of now, but you are choosing to not prioritize it. And that priorities are subjective. So that goes back to you have to decide for yourself what you're going to prioritize. And like some things are easier to dismiss Mm -hmm. like mental health versus working out or versus some of those basic things. You just had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Like even though whether you're exercising, not exercising, give you a heart attack. Stress, (laughs) give you a heart attack. So that's your mental health or your physical health. Both could lead to a heart attack. Yeah. But whether or not you're going to prioritize them might determine on, be based on what your family history is. So like if you and Mm -hmm. I have different family history and let's say that I have a family history of mental health and you have a family history of like type two diabetes and heart disease, then one of us is going to prioritize mental health and one of us is going to prioritize physical health. I think there's an interesting, like we're striking on something with that, which is urgent is that if you don't take care of this, bad things will happen versus that, which is important. 
you can t- if you do not get to them, you'll you'll survive. Right. You might not have everything you want. Or you, yes, yeah. Like I think a lot of people go through their entire lives white knuckling through their emotions, mm-hmm. and they live fairly long lives, and they you know they have all of the typical signs of success, but they never get to maybe fully be themselves or they may never um, be able to have the kinds of relationships that they want. So it was never urgent to them to take care of that. Mm -hmm. Whereas our health tends to be more urgent because we don't want to die. And so we're, we're going to work towards, you know, making sure that we take care of that first, whether it be having shoulder surgery or, you know, using that heart attack motivation to try and go and work out. Um, urgency, maybe it's a negative motivator. And deciding what's important is a positive motivator. Maybe. Yeah. I, th- I think sometimes it just is that there's some things you just can't avoid because it's standing right in front of you or it has to be done now. It's urgent. Another example, let's quit talking about health. Another example we used when we were kind of brainstorming this was um, like getting gas. Oh, yes. You drive by a gas station every day. Why do you wait until you're running on empty to get gas? Mm -hmm. So now it's become urgent. Because if you don't, you will be stranded somewhere. Right. But you could have got gas two days ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I've heard someone say it's better for your car if you get the gas before it, like, almost is empty. Yeah, like, if you don't ever let it get below a quarter of a tank or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but we put off those things because we don't really want to do it. It's annoying. It's a hassle. Yeah. Um, And it's not until we have that negative motivator of, if you don't do this, you won't get to the places that you want to go to that you're like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I probably should do that. Like, I... We'll always Excuse think, me. oh, I'm almost out of half and half. Like, this is the last morning that I have enough half and half, mm-hmm. you know? So I need to go to the store today. And then if I don't, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have half and half for tomorrow. See, and, and then and the I, next day I get so, the next morning I'm like, why did I not go to the store? Because then it's urgent that I don't have my half and half. I think it's one of the most adult things that you can do is to have like a backup, like in your refrigerator. Well, usually, like a lot of times I do because I will just get it when I'm at the store. Mm-hmm. But like right now, I haven't really been grocery shopping because of my meal train. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's my sour. Oh, is we've that, done your sweet already. <laughs> now we hit your well, sour. Yeah, is that my meal train is over? Okay. Anyway, um, I'm more likely to run out of half and half, or like when I keep half and half at the that's studio because you make coffee here. Yeah. So when we go, like if you're going to Walmart and I know I'm almost out, I'll be like, hey, grab me some more half and half. Mm -hmm. But then it's when we don't act, when you aren't already there to just pick it up and be an adult and have the spare. It's just so crazy that we just like stare at our refrigerators or our, you know, pantries or whatever it is in our life that we're like, oh, we're about to run out of that. But I still have enough to get through three days. So I'm going to wait. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Why do we wait? Mm -hmm. It's just so funny. And I think... Something that fits into this is creativity because we talk about how creativity is so important, right? Uh But it's not always urgent, is it? It's rare. It's probably for most people never urgent. That was the question that I wanted to ask you is, you know, is creativity ever really urgent? Do you think? 
It is for us. Oh, yeah, because it's our job. <laughs> it is if you if you zoom out and have a bigger understanding of what creativity is, if, if you see creativity as involving anything that is making it possible for you to solve a problem, mm-hmm. fill a, you know, like, well, my favorite definition is seeing a void and filling it with yourself. So anytime that you see something that needs to be done and problem solve or be creative to do it, then in that sense, yes, I think other people can. But if we're talking about more traditional taking time to quilt or paint or crochet, mm-hmm. then no, I don't think it's urgent for most people. I could almost hear the echoes of creativity in the first definition of, or in the definition of being important, having a profound effect on success, survival, or well-being. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, you talking about problem solving, that ticks off survival. Um, you know, success, those who are innovators do tend to be more successful. And of course, we talk at length about how creativity improves your well-being. Mm-hmm. And so it just goes to show that creativity is so important, but not always needing our immediate attention. So it like, you know, working out or maybe going and talking to someone about our mental health, we just kind of let it fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's so great. Also, not everything can be important not everything definitely not everything can be urgent like you really only have time you really can only do one urgent thing at a time (laughs) it doesn't mean you can't have multiple urgent things happening but like multitasking is really a myth i think oh yeah that in general you can only work at one thing at a time yeah truly now unless you're like listening to an audiobook and doing something else you may be able to knock off a couple of things at once sure but but on those things of like are you actually comprehending the book as well as you would like there's diminishing returns so if you made a list of everything that's important to you i don't think that you'd be able to get it all done in a day and maybe that's what you're you were talking about earlier yeah like you spread those things out over a week or a year or a lifetime but then they're no longer urgent they're just important well i would disagree but (laughs) um we've got we've not gone head to head like this in a while i must be feeling better (laughs) you're feeling it um yeah my therapist has been telling me i've been feeling better so uh maybe that's why yes um Oh, what was I going to say now? I was basking in my own, like, better mental health there for a hot second. Um, oftentimes, like, the things that are very urgent or that, because I, I suffer from anxiety. The things that I think are very urgent, I can often only do a little thing or take care of a little bit of it at a time. Like, I can't totally fix that problem that is completely urgent. Because mm. most of the time those urgent problems have moving parts and include other people or require permissions or whatever from others. And so you can only do that little piece. And, you know, if you're working towards a goal, it's going to take steps. You won't be able to complete a goal in a day, typically uh, a bigger goal that is. Um, So whether something is urgent or important if you're taking small steps towards it every day, like that's how you're going to get it done. Let's talk about Halloween. Okay. So Halloween is important to you all the time. <laughs> we love yes. Halloween. Yes. 
this year is different because you've already got your Halloween costume done. I sure do. But in years past, Mm -hmm. in fact, I remember very specifically a conversation we had last year about you feeling a little guilty about how much time you were spending on your Halloween costume Mm -hmm. and me trying to make you feel better by saying, yeah, but it's like right now it's urgent because Halloween is in three days. Mm -hmm. So you are, it is the thing that's at the top of the list right now. Like it's the Mm -hmm. most urgent thing. So you start thinking about what you're going to be for Halloween. What? Like May? Yeah, absolutely. And so right after my birthday. It is important to you by then, and you're excited about it. It's sure. not something that you're like avoiding doing, mm-hmm. but it does not become urgent to you until the the day of Halloween is quickly approaching. I see what you're saying here. Um, however, I'm doing little things every day to work towards that, typically, in order to like work towards that goal. So... I would say that it's still, I mean, it would still be urgent to me. Like there's a certain time that I have to have the idea done and I have to do this and that in order to like complete all the steps to get to that point. But there's a difference between that day to day and that final push at the end. Sure. So you're prioritizing it day to day. It's important. Mm -hmm. It's not urgent until there is the time constraint. Like there's a dip, like it, it's not saying that it's any less important that it, but because there is, it's not urgent. But there is a time constraint from like, it starts over every year. Like there's, I only have a year to get this done yeah. by the time, like. Right. But it, you, it can't boil. Think about it like heat, turning kay. up the heat. Okay. So like if you set a pot fill a pot with water, you know, it doesn't go straight from like cold to boiling. So it's important. It's like you're putting heat on it. Mm-hmm. It's simmering. Yeah. But if you turned that up to boil in May mm-hmm. and say, this is urgent, it has to boil in May, you're not going to have any water left by October. Okay. It's going to boil over. Like you can only sustain and handle that urgency, that boiling temperature on a project for for a short amount of time. So I think that the the little deadlines that you're setting for yourself, you know, you need to make a decision by this time. Purchase your supplies by now. What happens if you don't? Then it's not going to happen. Or you just say, "Ooh, I it's Saturday. I said I was going to decide by now, but I didn't. Let me think about it tomorrow." However, if you don't have your costume done by Halloween, that's different than like missing one of your deadlines you've given your that's been self-imposed. Do you see what I'm saying? I understand. Um, I think it comes back to that prior, like prioritizing things where it's like, what are you, what are you going to tick off? Because if something, cause like there could be two things that are exceptionally urgent, but you will have to pick which one you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say some, you have two, activities that go, that are going to take two hours each, but you only have two hours. You're going to have to, and they are both urgent. You're going to have to pick one. Like you're going to have to prioritize one. Okay. So like both, it doesn't change the fact that both are urgent, but only one's going to get done. So that's where priority comes in. 
It doesn't change the fact that, you know, the thing that you didn't choose isn't urgent, but it's just, that's just what it's going to be. Well, it's time. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, are you, are you getting frustrated with us? Are you, are, is your blood, are you, t- are we turning up the heat on your blood at the moment? Are we? Okay. Two things are urgent. What's making them urgent? There's a time constraint. Yeah, on time it. constraint. Okay. You only can do one. Yes. So oh, that means only one can be important. Okay. If you can't get them both done, like, like you're, if you're in this situation, but you what if they're equally important? Like, but you just said you only have time to do one. You only have time to do one, but they're equally important. You have to pick. So that's where your priorities comes in. I think you threw a whole new thing we weren't even <laughs> arguing about into the midst. Well, we had already talked about priority because we kind of brought that in when we were discussing like, okay, the difference between urgent and in, and important is how are you going to prioritize things? If something is urgent, you're going to prioritize that even over things that are important. But there are even levels of priority within that which is urgent. So if you are working towards, you know, several goals at once, they may all be urgent, but you're going to have to prioritize which is important to you, like which is going to get done. But it doesn't change the fact that the things that you aren't doing aren't also urgent. Okay. If you can't do them though, like if you can't get it done, it, it might, uh, we're talking in hypotheticals now, so I don't know like exactly what you're thinking about, but um, it still just goes to, back to my point earlier that you can't do everything. Not everything can be important, but things can be important and you don't do them. Like you may not work out. Like there's just because you don't do something doesn't mean that it isn't important. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I think that that's it. It's kind of moving away from a conversation that's helpful. So if we're trying to talk about this idea of important versus urgent as a mechanism for time management, like how do you decide what ends up on your to-do list, then everything in the world is not going to even be on your to-do list. And so, sure, something might be important like mental health, we all recognize that is an important factor of society. But if it's not important to the individual, it doesn't mean it's no longer important in general. Mm -hmm. It's just not important to the individual. And well, they perceive that it's not important. Fine. So you still can't make everything be important. Like we still have to prioritize in every aspect of our life. You're having to, um, to prioritize things. Otherwise we would combust. Like there's no way for us to hold everything all the time. Think on a globe, like in global news, like when it just felt like everything was so much, the pandemic, George Floyd was murdered, like then what happened then war in Ukraine then Afghanistan then you know like and I know I'm getting those out of order but there was but like we can't hold global tragedy like 
events that are very important, but we can't sustain that level of attention to those important things. Mm-hmm. Even though us not paying attention to them doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that they're, they're no longer important. important. Mm-hmm. It just means it's not something we c- are capable of dealing with or impacting. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. I wish we had like a moderator here because I think there's something that I'm trying to say that I'm not like quite able to like communicate to you at the moment. And maybe I'm saying something different than what words are actually coming out of my mouth. But Or I, I think that we are maybe having two different conversations. Perhaps we are, which often happens on this <laughs> podcast and just goes to show that even if you know someone really well, and you spend a lot of time with them, there can be so much miscommunication. So I, I feel like you are looking at this on a, like a bigger level, like a big picture, a sort value of value kind of level. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it on a practical level, like a what's on my to-do list kind of level. And so it, it ends up being two separate do you have a to-do list of like the kind of person you want to be in like five or ten years no see i that's i don't always make to-do lists but i have this idea i guess kind of like a running list in my head of the kind of person that i want to grow into being and so that takes a lot more time for me to say complete that list than getting things you know crossed off of you know, my no. to-do list for this the day. This is the best that I've ever had it explained to me, though. This was when I was at the Irish Bible Institute in Ireland. And it was a, um, but like, time, we were talking about time management, kind of. And um, the professor talked about it in terms of the clock, the calendar, and the compass. Mm. And so your clock is what is determining what you do day to day. And that's, to me, that's where this urgent, immediate conversation lands for me because it's how do I decide how I'm spending my time, like the my day to day, right? So the calendar is zooming out a little bit. It's that that bigger, slightly bigger picture, but you still have some control mm-hmm. on what you're doing at the end of the month, right? Sure. Like I have some control over what I'm doing at the end of the month today. Mm-hmm. So the time constraint is further away, but it's still impacts what I choose to do today, Mm -hmm. right? And then you have your compass, which is the direction that you want your life to go in. Mm -hmm. And I have control in that so much as you set your compass and you walk in the direction that your compass is going, but I don't really have control of what's happening to me in five years. Not really, the last two years proved that to us, right? <laughs> like yeah. a pandemic could hit tomorrow. A recession could hit tomorrow. Well, yeah. You can't control your circumstances. Right. And so I guess that is where I'm getting caught up on. I can't, I can say here are things that I value. Here's mm-hmm. what, what the direction I would like my life to be headed in, Mm -hmm. but I, it's not urgent because I can't speed up time. I can't make that happen any faster. You're right. But you're going to be doing little things every day that lead you in that direction. Because if you don't, then you're not following your compass. So in that sense, those things are important. Yeah. I am feeding them every day. I'm Mm -hmm. putting energy into those important things every day. By definition, they cannot be urgent. But 
I mean, if you're talking about things that are urgent, like even basic needs, like going to the grocery store and things like, okay, here, let me back up. Uh So we talk about health. I think this is where it really gets confusing Okay, because when we're talking about health and healing, you have to make that a priority every day in order to get to the point that your compass is leading you to. Because if you're like, if you don't prioritize it mm-hmm. every day, then you're not going to make it like to that wherever place that you want to be. And I would also argue you don't have much control about what happens to you every day because right. you can only control you. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying, you in order to like make choices that are, in order to make your choices every day, you kind of have to follow that compass every single day. Right. You just, I feel like you just said what I said. No, <laughs> that I, it's important that those things are important. Yeah. But by definition, they cannot be urgent. It can't be urgent. So where are where, we just, are we just talking about like, if things are an emergency, because if things are just an, yeah, but those things don't happen every day. Like, that's those occurrences don't happen very often. Not on that scale. Sure. But yeah, I read your definition of urgent. Okay. Uh, Requiring immediate attention or action. You're going to have to take action every day in order to get to your end goal. Like that's how you get there. I think that we're stumbling over. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that's the difference. I think urgency to me there is an emergency factor to it. Uh, it's now or never situation. Okay. It That's why they call it urgent care. They don't mm-hmm. call it important care. Yeah. <laughs> like urgency is a, the time is of the essence. And that if you don't take care of something, something bad will happen. Potentially, or you'll miss something good. Or you'll miss, like, it doesn't have to be that disaster will strike. But there is a... Time is a f- factor in something being urgent. Yeah. The alarm is about to go off. The bomb <laughs> timer is counting down. Those things are, that is what I would see as being urgent. So okay. then that is a clarification that I should have made with you at the beginning. <laughs> because I, I maybe that clears everything. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's cool. I enjoy this conversation. I'm, I'm enjoying the back and forth here. It's good. Okay. So how does creativity fit into all of this? Well, we, I, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Um, okay. I think, well, first of all, this, okay. I was going to, a long time ago at the beginning of this conversation, (laughs) Around 40 minutes ago. Have we been talking that long? Yeah, we have. (laughs) I like heated discussion. Me too. I don't mind that. I just feel like we were going, saying the same things over and over and over and like dancing in our own circles. Perhaps. 
So that's why I don't know. I will be interested to hear what other people thought as they were listening to this. Are you are y'all are the listeners getting these like uh, like Thanksgiving vibes where you see your uncle and your and your dad argue over something, you know, over a piece of pie. Right. But it's when you like argue the same thing over and over. I think we were both saying the same thing over and over. We just weren't. I wasn't I was missing the that. We weren't understanding urgent as yes. the same then. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So are you a procrastinator? Uh, I, that's what oh I asked. Yes. Do you procrastinate? I think sometimes I do. I wouldn't say I do it all the time, but sometimes. Because that is what takes something that is important. We procrastinate it. All of a sudden it's urgent. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? That would maybe have helped the conversation yes. before too. Because it puts there. the time limit on it. Sure. There was a project. I, I do procrastinate, but it was never because I'm trying to avoid the thing that sometimes it, I won't no. say never. You've mentioned this, that it makes you work better. Like yes. you do better under pressure. Yes. So I see urgency as a stimulant for creativity. It, it like infuses it or it's the... Like I need the pressure or the motivation or, or whatever. I would say like our last podcast, it puts a limit like that limits are good for creativity and time is one of those limits. And so it was good for your yes. creativity. So I, um, there was a project I was always procrastinating in school. Like, well, I won't call it procrastinating. I was always kind of waiting to the last minute to start projects, you know, finishing them the night before. And I thought, I'm not going to do this for one of our classes. We had to do a nature study and go through the, uh, different aspects of design line pattern, repetition, texture, color, blah, blah, blah. We had to go through all of those things for uh, with an object in nature I chose a pineapple (laughs) so I did all of my project before it was done like a week before it was due oh nice but I did not I never like liked it Mm -hmm. but it was done Mm -hmm. the night before it was due I was like I cannot turn this in you're kidding. Please do not tell me you started the project I over I started again. it over. Joe, why? I started it over. I stayed up all night and I turned something in I was really proud of. Like, and I hated that other thing that I did. Mm-hmm. So for me, it it's always been, I need that sense of like urgency, not to make something be important because it's been important all along, mm-hmm. but I need the urgency to be able to it's the pressure cooker get for my your creativity brain. at its best, like to really turn on my creativity. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, a lot of times it's like I'm just kind of phoning it in. That's interesting. My brain does not work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because I just have an anxious nature that the pressure and like, so like when you're in the middle of like some big, like project or even if like something has gone wrong, it almost feels like I'm just like patching things or I'm just like, this is good enough and it will have to do cause this is it. And like, otherwise if I don't turn this in, I'm, you know, I'm going to get a bad grade. Whereas like letting it go like a little bit out of time or like giving myself enough time to do something, it doesn't feel like I'm not just like patching it up. Cause if I'm doing something, if I procrastinate something and I just like turn something in, I always feel like I could have done this, 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 and this, but I didn't. And I don't like that. Yeah. Maybe this is why we could not have a 
the same conversation. Yeah. Because for you, every, I think for you, maybe everything feels urgent when it isn't yet. Your girl does have some anxiety issues. Okay. So, so if you have a paper due or mm-hmm. something in school and let's say that the paper is due in two weeks, mm-hmm. at what point does that paper go from an important task to an urgent task for you? I need to get it done. Like, it's in two weeks. I need to get it done. So is it That's urgent? what it feels like So is to it me. urgent today? To me, it would feel urgent. Yeah. And then I would shame myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, back to when you were saying, <laughs> when you're like, you have two things and they're both urgent. They're both important. And they both have to, like, yes. if you have, like, let's say you have a paper due in two weeks and a test tomorrow. Mm-hmm. See... Do they both feel the same amount of urgent? I'm going to feel regret either way. Because then you study for the test today. That's the urgent thing. Mm -hmm. And then you do the paper after the test Mm -hmm. is over. I think that is what I was trying to uh, maybe verbalize before. Rarely is it that everything that is important is happening at exactly the same time and you have to choose. Mm -hmm. Like, But life is full of those... FOMO, you know, right, right. But those are also like self imposed and made worse by social media and like, you know, Mm -hmm. so, uh, right now I think it's easier to talk about like with school assignments and things. Sure. You get your syllabus at the beginning of the year for all your five classes that you're taking. You Mm -hmm. see all your assignments, Mm -hmm. you know, what is coming down the pipe, what's going to be up every week and you do have to plan your time accordingly Mm -hmm. but very rarely is life actually like that but also you know what's gonna but also so for you if if you had at the beginning of your semester was did everything feel equally urgent then as soon as you see those assignments that's not really possible because you don't have the material for all the projects yet you have to go as you like okay we've covered this chapter now it's time to write this paper or like this is the culmination of all of your learning is at the okay. end. I think what you're explaining now is how I was trying to say everything can't be urgent. Like a year from now, you can't have urgency for something that is due a year from now. Because like you just said, you you have to go through these steps. These things. And so then it's the it's when the due date is looming. I would say that the steps are urgent. That's where I would argue is where my version of urgency right. comes and in. Right, and I would say the steps are important. Yeah. Yeah. So we are Ooh, just... There we, we were, go. We figured it out. Our miscommunication. Yeah. That's important, people. Sometimes you just got to work at it a little uh-huh. bit. <laughs> you, yep, that's it. You just... You know, I say this to my dad a lot, that like... It's when you know that someone is committed to sitting at the table with you and like going round and round in circles to find the common ground. Yes. And like what's able to make me sit here with you, it's not just because we're all hooked up to mics and things, but we already have a prior relationship Uh with each other. And so hopefully if you do this with your family or your friends, you're doing it in a safe environment where like, and there's no animosity between us. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) When I was in studied abroad in Chile um, with Harding, we were on this, super long bus ride and me and another guy got in an argument on how to say penguin 
Oh. And if it's penguin, that's how I say it, or penguin. He said penguin. And we were, I was like, it's penguin. It's penguin. We did that for like an hour, just saying the same thing over and over. So I was kind of having flashbacks to to that. to that. Like we just over and over and over were saying the same things. But maybe, again, I've already said this, maybe for the people listening, they were able to track like an actual conversation moving forward, but I felt like it was. I hope so too. Just the deep, deep circles that if we you, were. If you need a break from that, uh, there's a lovely video of Benedict Cumberbatch trying to say penguin, and he says huh. it. Oh, I don't know if I can even say it how he does. He says penguin. Pen- penguin. Penguin. That he, makes sense because it's P N. He can't say it quite right, yeah. and it's penguin. the cutest thing. A penguin. <laughs> Um, okay, there's a Mumford and Sons song. I don't remember. I can't think of what the song is now, but the mm. quote is, I will love with urgency, not with haste. Okay. And I know I'm throwing in a new word now. <gasps> Do we have another 40 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> but I like this spin on what urgency can mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where maybe urgent and important are being used as synonyms um, that I will love with urgency. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to love like, like it's like, like time is of the essence yeah, and it yeah. matters. Um, but I will love with urgency, not with haste. I'm not going to rush through it and do it quickly. Like Which, even though time is a factor, I'm going to do it well. See, like I think, think when I think of urgency, I do think of haste because if you only have a set amount of time to do something, you don't have, maybe you don't have enough time to do it well. So like those assignments where I felt like it was just a patch job, uh, I felt like I was doing it with haste. And that is, I would go back to say when I, before I was like, you can't, it's impossible to do everything. It's impossible for everything to be important. It's impossible if you have, if the number of assignments that you have outweigh your time, like you can't. Also, does it matter? In call, in the moment, yes, it does sure. feel like it matters, but that's where perspective really helps too. And, and maybe you get to the point, if you're lucky, you get to this point in college where you realize this needs turned in. Mm-hmm. It's not my best work. And I acknowledge that is going in anyways. And I got five other things to do. It's not important to me personally. Mm. It's important to my education, to my grade, whatever. It needs to be done. And I've done it. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be perfect. Yeah. Maybe that's where my perfectionism comes in. It's like when we're talking about this urgency and haste and important and all of that. Like maybe you're just trying to make everything be important or what? Or like Explain that if a things more. are like, whether they're important or urgent, I want to do them the best that I absolutely can. Mm. But we have limitations mm-hmm. and you can't do that. Mm-mm. There's no such thing as 110%. Don't be telling your sports kiddos that. Mm-mm. You can't give 110%. There's just 100%. Yeah. And 90 is just fine. <laughs> Sometimes you're and at a 80% 75%. is still in a B. There you go. Um, so I like that quote. 
I I'll do see too. if I can figure out this. One. I used to have it. It was on the old gallery wall. It didn't. It hasn't made it to this gallery wall yet. Oh, is it somewhere in the studio? Uh, oh, I gotta find that. Cause yeah, we definitely gotta put that up now. Um, and it plays into, I think, the social or relational aspect of what actually ends up on our <laughs> to do list. Um, and that connecting with people is important and, and this quote, urgent. I mean, mm-hmm. there, you know, it does matter that we're not putting people on the back burner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but when you do things hastily, then there's a, then it can be sloppy too. Yeah. Which I am not a fan of that. Um, okay. How to not spend all your time putting out fires. How, do, you, do you know how the answer to this well, question? Well, I was going to say I, I didn't know, but I think maybe I know better than you do. <laughs> Perhaps. Because <laughs> everything... Okay, one, I think that everything cannot be urgent, <laughs> Madison. Look, I'm just telling you how I feel. I see how you feel. Yeah. I think maybe we, we need to... You need to have some time with some definitions. Well, I'm just, I'm, hey, I'm just telling you how I feel, and my, me and my therapist are working it out. That's all I can say. Yeah, because you got to, like, turn down the intensity of the, like, if you go back to, like, the heat and the water and the stuff boiling. Yeah, I would call that prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it can't be, you can't be, like, all cylinders blazing. What's the phrase? I would say that something. Burning all cylinders or yeah. something all the time. But I would say that, like, regardless of whether you're prioritizing something, some things are just inherently urgent. Like, some things just are, whether you're doing them or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. My first, yeah, I have four things I wrote down. Cool. Hit me with them. Yeah, maybe these will be helpful for us to talk yeah. about. Okay, number one, be honest with your priorities. Be honest about your priorities. Um, and like what your priorities are for you, not what they are to other people Mm. or what you think that they should be. Um, Like for you, it's meals, like meal prep. You're like, that is just not a thing that's important to me. So I'm just going to. Cleaning my house, not (laughs) really important. Yeah. Sometimes it does become urgent. Sure. Because people are coming over. So I have to do it, you know, but it like doesn't, it's not something that, is important to me all the time. Um, yeah, my, you know, seeing a therapist while I know I could benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a priority for me for several reasons, mm-hmm. you know? So like it, that doesn't negate the fact that my mental health is important. It just means that that's not one way that I'm going to be dealing with it. So being honest about your priorities And I guess a a second thing to that would be knowing what your own limits are and how you need to then be able to categorize these things for yourself. Because So, yeah, if you're like you, Joe, then you know that procrastination does help you. uh But if you are like a medicine, that does not help you. So you need to know your own personal Mm -hmm. limits. Mm -hmm. And it requires, like we've talked about so many times before, authenticity. Mm -hmm. You have to know yourself in order to know what your limitations are and what priorities are going to work for you. Yeah. I do not like to be busy. 
Mm-hmm. I like a lot of, um, now I like to have done a lot of things or at the end of the week, I like to be like, like that was a really full week. A lot of that. Yes. But I don't like at the beginning when I look at my calendar, it's full of things. It stresses me out when I feel like I don't have any margin in my life. So like mm-hmm. having margin and time that I'm not having to account for or schedule is important to me. I forgot where I was going with that. Um, because I need time for the things that pop up, the urgent things that pop up that you can't plan for. If I know I have margin, then I have time to get those things done. And you don't have to start choosing between things. Yes. Um, okay. Another thing is to plan with the big picture in mind. So this does, does go back to what you were saying about looking at a day, a week, a month, a year, mm-hmm. five years. Um, I, where I would see it as being different is that we're trying to make sure that the important things are getting done and we're trying to limit how many of those things become urgent. We're mm-hmm. trying to get them done be- before they are, it's an emergency. Before they're due on Friday. Right. And um, so because I need the deadline, I'm still going to be doing things like near the deadline, but it, lets me see, okay, my deadline is on Friday. Mm -hmm. It's Tuesday. That means I'm going to take my margin time now Mm -hmm. on Tuesday because I know on Thursday, I'm not going to have time for my margin Mm. because I will be doing the thing because that is when I will have the... Because that's when you want to be working on the thing. Because that's when I will be at my best to do the work. Whereas you might be the opposite. Mm -hmm. You might say... Front load that. Yeah. I need to do the work today on Tuesday so that when Friday comes, I'll be, it'll be done. Yeah. It'll be done. Or I have time that if something does pop up of that thing, if some, you know, circumstances change, then I'll be able to take care of that. Uh I would say that it's helpful. Like it's, it's so helpful to already have like those grander things in your mind when you are trying to make your day-to-day choices, because it helps you to narrow down and prioritize a little bit better um, rather than, well, I think this is what's important. So yeah, I'm going to do this right. versus like, does this feed into my overall goal? Right. Because sometimes I have to, I do this with make do all the time. And maybe I was thinking about this conversation more on a day-to-day task, like my to-do list. Mm-hmm. And you were thinking of it more on like a big picture health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, but I, if I'm only working a limited number of time, I can't do everything in one day and everything can't be urgent. Otherwise I'm just spinning plates, putting out fires, nothing's really getting done. So, um, you know, I will maybe have, I don't know. Have you seen the to-do list where you only can put three things down? Oh no, I've never heard of those. And then, because you really can't, if you have 50 things on your to-do list, you'll bounce back and forth between things. Mm-hmm. Like you won't be able to, um, to really focus on anything. And so that's where <laughs> it's just so funny when I think about the conversation I thought we were going to have <laughs> that, <laughs> that categorizing things as urgent versus important versus there's four categories. And I don't remember the other two that would maybe be helpful if, mm-hmm. um, one of them is like unimportant. The things that end up in that category, you can like, knock off your yeah, to-do I'm list to say, or delegate. Why is it even on your to-do list? Well, for make-do, that w- those would be things I would delegate to you. Like if it doesn't need, 
if I don't need to be the one to do it. Do you see what I'm saying? Are you telling me that no. the things that go no. on my list aren't important? No. <laughs> we would delegate it to a volunteer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, are you looking it up? I am. Yeah. Or are you looking it up no. too? Okay. But I forgot what I was saying. Anyway, I've st- I have will try to do that sometimes when my to-do list is really long. I'll like brain dump everything that needs to be done. Are you talking about the priority matrix? I don't know. What does it say? Oh, I don't know if I like this. It's like a Punnett square, you know, for biology. Yeah. So it has a column for urgent and a column for not urgent. And then there's a row for important and a row for not important. Right. And if stuff is important and urgent, it gets done now. That's your due. And then if it's important but not urgent, you decide when When. you are going to do it. And if it's urgent and not important, then you delegate it. And uh-huh. if it's not urgent or not important, then you delete it. Yes. This this is the lens through which I was having okay. our conversation. <laughs> this is interesting. I've never seen this before. Y'all should look this up. This is very I'll, cool. I'll try to remember to put it in the show notes. Yeah. Ooh, it's called the Eisenhower Decision Matrix. Yeah. Very interesting. Do you see now why I was like, everything can't be urgent all the time? <laughs> So look, your, your urgent important box, that first quadrant would just be full of stuff. What's beautiful about Joe and I is Joe has this lovely data mind where she's got like this sort of analytical, logical thing going mm-hmm. on. And I love that. And it's wonderful. My brain does not work that way. My brain is like a beehive or something. I don't know. There's all of these different connections and everything is interwoven. And so to try and put things in harsh categories does not compute with my brain very well. Well, you could turn those into honeycomb. Yeah, I may have to. I maybe I need little hexagons. You could make little hexagons and stuff can, is permeable. Right. And, and like you readdress it every day or whatever. Yeah. Reevaluate. Yeah. So, so how I would go about doing that then brain dump everything that needs to get done like on a something, like on a piece of paper. Anything that is in my mind that needs to get done just bleh, gets put out on the piece of paper. Then I can start to categorize. Put them in those different quadrants. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't really use the quadrants. But what I no. will do is look at my list and think this is time sensitive. This is time sensitive. This is. So sometimes I will write three things on a sticky note and I close my to-do list and I put my sticky note on top. Oh, that's why you do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. You learn new things every day. And so then once those things get done, I get to go back to my to-do list. Okay. That has like all of the things on it, Mm -hmm. but you can only look at like the top three. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And sometimes I will even say, oh, I know this thing's not getting done this week. Mm -hmm. And so I will just scratch it off and turn the page and put it on for next week. On the next week. Interesting. Very cool. Um, All right. What's your next one? So that's... What I was okay. That was the lens. More, that was more how I was having this conversation. Cool. Of urgency and okay. Um, so another thing is having accountability. So we've already talked about how deadlines and all of that mm-hmm. are important for me uh, in the work that we do. Very little. I mean, there are some deadlines that are moving my work along, mm-hmm. but most of it not. And so having accountability in my coworker, Madison. <laughs> Uh, gives me like that urgency, that like little jolt of urgency that I need to do some things that might be falling off the list. And that works for me too. Uh It's nice to be able to have someone else. Like the podcast is a good example of that. Like 
um, especially right now because we're not really in our, we're not back to our rhythm yet mm-hmm. of recording at the same time always. Um, and so having, like knowing we need to get this done and I need to check with you early in the week to see when it's going to happen. Anyway, mm-hmm. having accountability helps. Okay. My last one is Carpe Diem. Okay. Seize the day. Yeah. And so what I mean by that is to look at what what you actually are capable of today mm-hmm. and use that time mm-hmm. that you have. Mm-hmm. That means for sure not everything can be urgent. Not everything can happen in one day. And so let go of those things that you know you're not getting done today. This goes back to maybe how I do my to-do list. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, if I know, you know what, I want to move my body three times a week. And if I know on Tuesdays, that's not one of the days that mm-hmm. I move my body, then guess what? Working out, while it's still important, mm-hmm. it's not even on my list of things to do today. So you can't do everything every day all the time, all at once, whatever. Um, so to me, carpe diem is like, I'm going to look at this moment, like this day for what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do this day well. That's I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I see carpe diem as like those things that you keep putting off, you do them today. Those things that you keep telling yourself that eventually they will happen or like someday I want to be doing X. Don't wait to do X, seize the day and start working towards X today. Right. And sometimes maybe you can, but then you may also have like 20 other letters that you need to be like, it's just that you can't do everything all the time. So you do have to make choices and I can make choices today and tomorrow I get to make different choices. Like, you know, and if it's something that I keep putting off, then I need to be, that's when I need to go back to that first thing and be honest with myself. Is this really a priority for me? If I keep putting it off. And I would say it still could be a priority, like, okay, it could still be a priority for you, but you may not be in a place where maybe you, maybe there are limitations to it or there's things that are keeping you from doing it. So then today, so then I can, again, let it go today for today. And, and it can go into that quadrant of important, but not urgent. Yeah. You can't make, you can't take a little bite of everything every day. I don't think. Well, unless you want to chunk your time up like that, but. Sure. I think of just like that compass, maybe there's four things of the person that you want to be like overall big picture. There's four things that you want to be doing. And like, it's not going to be things like that are so granular, like going to the grocery store. It's going to be overall things like I want to be a healthier person or I want to be a kinder person or I need to find stability in my life. That will help guide your choices and your priorities for the day. And what's beautiful about it being a compass is that you don't have to like, like, oh, I want to be. Like if one of your goals is I want to be a healthier person, maybe one day it's working out. Maybe one day it's having coffee with a friend and just sharing your life experience with them. But that all falls into those four things. So even though you may make different granular choices, you are still continuing to work towards that goal. So you're not taking a bite of 20 different things. 
you're taking a bite each day of the four important things, the hmm. four overall things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, and those, I mean, everything then that you do is probably going to fit into one of those categories. I guess I was thinking if about like, let's say that I had said, I want to be a painter and mm-hmm. in, f- in five years, I want to be a painter. And so then every day, cause that was what I was hearing when you were like, seize the carpe diem, like start working on that thing that you've oh. been putting off. Well, I would say like step, step back a little bit. Why do you want to paint? But that's what I mean. If yeah. I keep putting it off, then that it's not a priority to me. Yeah. But, and then my question for you would be, well, why is it that you want to learn how to paint? Because that bigger question is what you actually want to work towards. And maybe that one avenue of painting is not the way that you get towards mm-hmm. what you wanted. So that would be you're like mm-hmm. evaluating and being authentic with yourself and figuring all that out. Yeah. That was a roller coaster. I hope and pray that y'all enjoyed it. Thank you for sticking it, sticking out this out with us for this long. How long has it been? We're at an hour and nine minutes. I already said my sweet and sour. What's yours? Okay, my sweet is that um, I when I I went to Comic Con, which was fabulous. Got to meet Neville Longbottom. Oh, (laughs) so cool! He asked me about D and D. It was glorious um but i found out someone gave me uh, a resource to find colored cosplay contacts because mm. i usually have to wear contacts for with my eyes. cosplays yes and i would like to be able to change my eye color and i always thought they were crazy expensive this website is not it's called um honey con or honey color contacts so great. I'm so excited. Well, and are they prescription too? You ha- you can get them prescription as well. There's natural looking colors as well as like wild and crazy cosplay colors. I always wanted colored contacts, but I have astigmatism, so I had to wear special contacts. And so oh. then in those lenses, they were very expensive. Mm-hmm. Also, I have dark eyes, so you have to have like... Intense in- ones. More intense color. But with your light eyes, you could get by with some of that. And what's great about these cosplay contacts is that they show you what they look like over dark eyes and light eyes. And they have intense ones because I met... a Specifically, the girl that I talked to, she has dark brown eyes, but she had these electric blue lenses mm. in and it was awesome. So I was so yeah. excited that I found that. Okay. Um, You're sour. My sour also kind of has to do with my nerddom. <laughs> so... Uh, my character is in a, a live D&D play. So basically it means that actual people play the game and people watch them. And it's an ongoing story. It's not finished. So I'm not caught up on the episodes. And I had people coming up to me with like these sad looks on their faces. And they're like, how are you doing? And I was like, <gasps> what? So I had to do a quick Google search. My character is on the ropes. We'll put it that way. Oh, it, no. They, she may not be long for the D&D world. So. Well, it's a good thing you dressed up like her this year then. I know. That's what I was thinking. I mean, not that I can't play a dead character, yeah. but, oh, man, it just made me so sad because I love this character a lot, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a little sour. Oh, that is kind of sour. What yeah. are you learning? Um, I'm learning how difficult it is to fit pants. Yeah. It is a freaking nightmare. What are you making? Um, I'm making a pair of butternut yellow corduroy pants. Mm. 
love them. I like, and I always like hold the pattern up to myself and I'm like, Hmm, is this going to fit? You know, how, how's this going to go? And I'm like, yeah, this is fine. <sighs> well, even though I don't look like it, I do have a curvy body. I'm on the thinner side, but my proportions are quite drastic. So I get something that fits my hips, but the suit, these are high-waisted pants and uh, it does not fit my waist. But that's the beauty of sewing for yourself because you can yes. grade the pattern yes. to fit. So, and I thought that I had done that appropriately here, but mm. I needed some more drastic measures. So are I you was, making a muslin or you were just working with your Oh, I was fabric. just like, I'm going to hop into this. Yeah. But it didn't, ha it actually, it's worked out. I just took it in from the side seams, very little like bulking and bulging in different places. So it could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah, pants are tricky. Because you also have to like put them mostly together before you can try them on. Yeah. And by that point, you're like, well, I've already top stitched and done this and that. And I'm going to have to go and undo oh, yeah. all of it. Yeah, it's a big gamble. Ugh. And let me tell you, I'm I'm missing my big full skirts where all I have to worry about is how big my waist is. And then everything else, it's, it's mm -hmm. a floofy skirt. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how big my hips are. Yep. <sighs> well, what, is, what are you learning this week? Uh, I didn't write anything down. Are you still learning that <laughs> lesson that your value does not come from work? <laughs> I guess. But the truth is that work must start again. <laughs> like we are in and things are becoming urgent situation yeah. we got some things so, coming up yeah we've got some deadlines <laughs> that we're working on so i guess now i'll be learning how to you know start and stop start mm -hmm. and stop start stop you can't work. just like like power through all of it and just get it done yeah you have to do a little bit at a time yeah so that's what i'm learning yeah okay well hey you enneagram nines that are listening Kim. Are you still here? Are you okay? <laughs> Do you need a hot beverage? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking it out with us, Madison. Yes. Thank you for sticking out this conversation. Oh, yes. I, I appreciate your candor. It's been good. <laughs> I love y'all and our listeners. It's fabulous. Bye-bye. Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson, that's Hudson with a T, or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Circe and visit our website, makedocreate.org for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.